What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 193. On this episode, I'm joined by Koopy. We talk about the Patreon, merch shop, uh, audio issues, back to school, books, Ghost of Tsushima, NBA 2K21, a bunch of TV shows, a little bit about movies, and some other random shit. Uh, thanks for checking us out. podcast with mo what up we're joined by koopy hello everyone another month has passed and it went by so fast it did we're making a rom <laughs> making a rap song um i'll get to our patreon patreon.com slash podcast with mo um we haven't got new patrons in a long time like over a year so, um, if you join, you'll be real special. <laughs> um, if you give a dollar or more a month, you get early access to all the podcasts. And then if you have enough, you get a shout out to my mother, Hurricane Haynes, Marshall Adarman, Initiative Bear, and Pow Wow for being co-producers of the podcast. And then also we have a merch shop to get cool, um, uh, a podcast with Mo shirts. So think about it. For sure. Yeah. I have a, a couple link to that. and they're pretty nice. Yeah, so um, I'll put a link to that in in the description of the podcast, all of that. Uh, I will say last time I started off the podcast, with we had all these audio issues, and I figured it out. So for any listeners that were like, what what happened? <laughs> um, it's My audio interface has these four XLR plugs, which are these big-ass ones that microphones normally are. And then on the back, it has these, uh, shit, I don't know, the big old headphone-looking ones. I don't know what those are called at the moment. Headphone um, jacks. Quarter-inch something. Anyway, um, and if you plug it in the back, you can hit this little button where it uses those instead of the front ones. And I assumed you could just have them both plugged in at once because there's a button that switches between them. But when you have the one plugged in the back, it overrides the one in the front, even if the button is switched to the one in the front, which doesn't make any fucking sense. So anyway, I spent a good time yesterday plugging up all four slots and everything I could, and I was just running around this room yelling, testing the different things and seeing what worked, <laughs> and I uh, finally figured it out. So it's a bummer because I really like my record player in here, and when I have it hooked up, I had to have it in the back of that thing right. to go to my good speakers. So I just had to remember to unhook it after I use it before I record. But I know I'm going to forget and fuck up an episode eventually, so fingers crossed it's not a good one that I fuck up. Yeah, well... Anyway, but I thought Snappy's episode was good, so we almost lost that one um, because of the issues. Even after the fact, uh, some more stuff happened. I was like, oh, God, I got to save this. <laughs> oh, I remember that, too. And so it's just been a mess around here. Yes. As far as that goes. But we'll get it figured out. Um, so your month, you said, went fast. You went back to work. Yes. I'm no longer working from home, officially back. And... It's just been a lot of interactions that I obviously haven't had to have for five months. So it's just overwhelming going from only seeing one or four people a day to... No, it's like one or four people a week. One or four people a week to over 150 a day. So... Yeah, um, but you know, it was it was a good week back. It could have been... It definitely wasn't my worst week back, so... Right. Yeah, it could have been worse, so... That's the mindset you got to have. Yeah. Honestly. Um, so anyway, back to normal life. Uh, maybe eventually stuff will get shut down again. Where we're at, it seems no one wants that to happen. Like, not in the sense no one wants to happen because 
Because why would we? Life's back to normal. But as in, like, even if shit gets bad, people seem to be like, let's just keep it all open. Yeah. So we're going to see. Survival of the fittest. Good luck to you all. And we're not the fit type. So we're a little. Right. Not the healthiest. Not the illest. But definitely could. I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) I think I'm the illest, you know. (laughs) Um, All right. So a lot of times we guess, of course, we'll get to your books. You want to go ahead and get those out of the way or do you want to say out of the way? Like, do you want to do them first or last? (laughs) I don't care. Either way, we can start with them. I didn't read very much this month because I have been so busy. Um, But I have completed two books and I am working on a third. Right. So you're going to talk about all three? Yeah, I might as well. Okay. I only have three, so. Yeah, I feel you. Um, the first book I read is a non-fiction book. It's called So You Want to Talk About Race by Ijoma Oluo. And this one came in a book box. I subscribed to Fulton Street Books. They create are curating ally boxes um, in the wake of the Black Lives Matter movement. People have been trying to educate themselves more, so they decided to curate some boxes. Um, It comes with two books each month. Last month, I talked about The Color of Law. So that was the first book that um, I received in that box. And this was the second book. So you want to talk about race. And I'll just read the back. It says, widespread reporting on aspects of white supremacy from police brutality to mass incarceration of black Americans has put a media spotlight on racism in our society. Still, it is a difficult subject to talk about. How do you tell your roommate his jokes are racist? Why did you why did your sister-in-law take umbrage when you asked to touch her hair? How do you make it right? How do you explain white privilege to your white privilege friend? And so you want to talk about race. Ijoma Aluo guides readers of all races through subjects ranging from intersectionality to affirmative action to model minorities in an attempt to make the seemingly impossible possible. Honest conversations about race and racism and how they infect almost every aspect of American life. Very highly acclaimed book. Um, It's one of the first a lot of people pick up if they are interested in talking about race. Right. So um, it was a good one to read about. Um, I mean, the chapters are basically just divided up into basic questions people have. And she just addresses them from her point of view and perspective. Um, She is by no means saying that she is an authority on this. It's just she grew up... um, half black, half white. So she has talked about race her whole life. So, you know, she's pretty comfortable with it. I mean, I'm sure it's a good book because you look, you said like it's very a high seller. A lot of people reading all that. But um, one thing that I try to do on this podcast for, you know, after all the, the police shooting stuff, I was like, I should try to have more African-American slash black people on the podcast, kind of get their viewpoint. And the one thing that stands out to me about them is they're always like, I don't speak for all black people. Like that's like the first thing the more or less the point they try to get across right and so i'm always like well, of course you don't and so then whenever someone comes out and's like i will write the book about race for all for all it does kind of be like oh. i mean that's her perspective but some people necessarily won't agree i'm sure i think she does a pretty good job of trying to um basically just say you know if a black person says it's about race it's about race from whatever 
experiences they have had. Um, you you can't deny their experience. You can't um, belittle their feelings. Is, is and we just have to be more conscious about right people's experiences. Well, yeah, I do think um, a lot of the quote unquote like division of the racism and the the strife in America is people are allowed to talk about their feelings now. And for a long time they weren't. So I don't think like a lot of people are like, it's new and racism's a lot more now. I'm like, no, people just are allowed to give their opinions on stuff or minorities are allowed to give their opinions on stuff, I guess. Right. They're having a platform more so now than in the past. Right. People are turning a spotlight on it as I think the back of the book says, but I really liked it. Um, very accessible. I would say, you know, it's a difficult topic, but it's written in a way that makes it easy to approach. Gotcha. So I liked it a lot. Um, The second book I read is a fiction. It's a young adult fiction. It's one that has been on my radar for a while. It's a National Book Award finalist. It's called I'm Not Your, I Am Not Your Perfect Mexican Daughter by Erica L. Sanchez. And it is really, really good. Um, I would say it's like a dark comedy. The main character has an older sister who has recently passed away. Her older sister seemed to be the perfect Mexican daughter. Um, always listened to her parents, did everything that, you know, she was expected to do really fit, um, into her culture and community. But when her sister dies, she is left trying to fill that void and she is not the perfect Mexican daughter. She's kind of rebellious, angsty, doesn't really want anything to do with um, necessarily her cult. Like she's an American, you know, is kind of her mindset. And um, so it's just her learning more about her sister as she tries to navigate her grief. And she slowly starts to realize that maybe her sister wasn't as perfect as she thought and they all have, um, you know, pressure. Everyone has pressure on them to be someone that maybe they aren't. And um, it definitely deals with grief, depression, self-harm, drug use. So I think it's a really good book for any – I uh, I would like to teach it someday in a classroom. could be cool. Right. I really liked it a lot. Well, right on. So I understand why it's a bestseller and has received some book award there. It looks like. Well, it, it says it's a finalist. I don't know if it actually received the award, but uh, yeah. I see. Well, right on. Glad you found one you liked. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so I recommend that one. And then the last book I'm reading is on my Kindle. It's called Circe by I think it's Madeline like Miller. Circe, like the character from Game of Thrones, or like Sir C. Like, sir, it's like a man. Circe, like the Greek goddess slash witch, the we uh, mythology. Because I was thinking it might be a, about a pirate, Circe. No, it's C I R C E, Circe. Gotcha. And she was is was a Greek goddess slash witch. I don't really know. She was a nymph that could conjure, make spells. Um, she was this daughter of Helios. Um, who was the sun god. If you've read the Odyssey, 
Odysseus is trapped is stuck on her island for like over a year. He's in love with her and she turns all his men into pigs at one point. But um I really like Greek mythology. I've heard of all of these characters and stuff before. So for me it's been kind of like a fun just like adventure read. Um you know Scylla the sea monster. No. No um, idea. Well, that's her sister. Scylla's straight um anyway i feel like most people know greek mythology but i guess still the sea monster though that's pretty obscure well in all of that i watched hercules and all they all make appearances in that movie but i really enjoy that book i've only read probably 50 percent of it so i still have quite a bit to go right but i've really enjoyed that one so those are all the books i've been reading i think i'm up to like 43 yeah, I don't know if you're getting your goal this year. My goal is 65. It's going to be weird if you get less this year than last year, given all the extra time. Last year, I think I read 60 was my goal. I only gave myself five more. Right. Uh, but I remember when I first started setting goals, my goal was 40. So I did technically meet that. Yeah, but you've been slacking But originally, here. 40 seemed like a lot. Yeah, I get you. I'm just complaining about your lack of dedication this year. I don't think that that's fair. I have had a really rough year as well as a lot of people, and I think we should all cut ourselves some slack. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. How um, many books have you read this year? Zero. Guess what well, my goal was. You keep talking about how you're going to get a lamp and read all these books, and you've got this list in your head. I'm not buying a lamp. You're getting a lamp because I'm not allowed <laughs> to pick out the lamp, or else you're going to hate it. If I picked it out, regardless of what it was, you would hate it. That's so you, not true. You will be the one that picks out this lamp, and then I will consider reading again because I've been interested. So it all falls on me. Exactly. Nice scapegoat you've given yourself. It's perfect. Honestly. Anyway. I might not reach my goal, but that's okay. Well, you might if you not I think it's with the lack of support I have around here. I tell you to read all the time. Um, you just been busy with work, and then I don't think you enjoy reading on your Kindle near as much as you re- enjoy a book. So you just don't get into it like you used to. I think it makes me sleepier. Could see that. Um, it's a perfect segue to what I want to talk about next. Now that your books are done, is this Ghost of Shishima game because it mm. always makes me sleepy. Um. When I first talked about it, like, I don't know, a month ago, whenever I got it, maybe when you were on here last, I seem to talk about video games when you're on here, because no one else wants to sit and listen, and I don't know if that's what you want to, but you do, and, um... I at least have seen what you're talking about. Right, yeah, you've seen, you've seen the game. At first, I was like, oh, this is really great, it has Dynasty Warrior vibes mixed with, like, Skyrim, because it's such an open world with all of its side quests, um... It done something that at first I thought was really cool. Like the first third of the map or first third of the game is kind of its own thing, right? Like the open world and you can go through, uh, you unlock all your different skills and abilities during that part. So like that first third is like you quote unquote learning the game. And then I thought like, awesome. So now it's going to open up this other part and I'm going to be so good at it. And I'm just going to go through and like really play this game. But really it just made it kind of boring because there's nothing new to really learn or, or do like I'm, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. Like, right. So I'm like, well, this isn't, I don't know. And it's not even that hard. Like even things that are hard where I'm like, oh, this is frustrating. When I end up winning, it's not like I've done some grand strategy. Like I just won that. Time. Like I just fucking mash buttons until I won. Uh, so there is something about it that isn't, 
this doesn't have its hooks in me necessarily. So this week I'm going to try to beat it because I have a new game I'm getting at the end of the week. Um, but it is kind of a bummer. Like something about the story, um, it just hasn't grasped me. And uh, the gameplay is good. Just the story is not, not that great. But I, I've realized I was with Red Dead Redemption 2 and then the game Death Stranding. All these open world games that I used to be like, I love open world games. I'm like, I don't know. A lot of them are just too long and boring now. Like there's not enough to really keep me going in these massive worlds. And then by the end, it's just a chore to beat it. And I'm right. like... Well, I guess I'll just do all the main quest lines. Whereas in, and again, I'm comparing this to one of my favorite games of all time. But when I was playing Skyrim, for instance, or Oblivion before that, the Elder Scrolls games, like their main story sucks and it takes like 20 hours to beat it. But like you don't even care about that. Like the side missions are so good and you get so lost in like, oh, and then I'm going to get this armor and then I'm going to do, like you're doing other shit so you don't worry about it. Whereas in this game, like the side missions are just very bland and like, oh, there's a warrior monk and he, doesn't want to hurt certain people, but he has to for the other month. Like, I don't know. Everything's just very bland and, and cliche, if you will, all their side quests. So I, I just haven't loved it, but it is a good game. It's pretty. And it, right. It looks really cool. And all the different leaf colors, because I guess in Japan or in this fictional Japan, Japanese island, it's, uh, I mean, every single color. There is a tree of that color on this island, and so you'll come to a place where you're like, ooh, this looks cool. And it does always look really good, like the style of the game is good. Right, yeah, it's very pretty. I like watching it. Um, now, today I did get in a good little groove of playing it, So, and that's kind of what you got to do on some games. You get in a groove where you're really feeling it, you know, with your Sims playing. Yeah. It's been like a year, I think, since you played Sims. but I think I tried during the quarantine, and then I just was like, I feel like... I'm wasting these days even more than I should. Right. Somehow the quarantine made you feel like you had to be more productive in a way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's my ghost with the Shishima thoughts. Um, when Snappy's last episode, I talked about how in NBA 2K21, I might make a center. But the other day, I made this defensive small forward, and I've never done that before, and I loved it. So that might be what I do this year. Yeah, I came home, and you had your big face on the screen. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy the facial scan. The first one I made was way off, but the second one I did, I think done a really good job this year. I'm glad I didn't have to help. Right. I hope you don't mess it up somehow in the transition. Right. And sometimes it does mess up when I three do it. The key is, so people don't know on NBA 2K21, you download this app on your phone and then you do a facial scan and then it uploads your face to the game. And my problem is my neck is hurts really bad all the time. And like, I can't really turn it in a fluid way because I have some weird neck problems. And so when I'm moving it, it'll be like, can't see your face. I'm like, well, this is just the way my neck turn. Like I can't turn it any other way. So this time I went very, very slowly. And then I made sure to keep my eyes on the camera, you know, like kind of like the whole ballerina spinning thing. I keep your eyes on a focal point and something about that strategy definitely helped. Well, good job. It did turn out well. So anyway, excited about that. Um, and that's really my only video game news. I've been wanting to play Stardew Valley for some reason lately, but I haven't. But I have been thinking about it. That little farm game. It's pretty right. fun. It's fun. Fun little game. Um, so anyway, I know we also watch a lot of TV shows. Maybe not a lot, but quite a bit. Quite a few. We finished Alone Season 7. That that's was the on newest my list. one. So... No one will have to hear me talk about that on this podcast for a while until season eight comes out. But the it was person great. he predicted to win did win. Yes. I'll, you love it on a reality show when the one you go for the from episode one is like the one. You're like, yes. I think the one I wanted made it second. Yeah. I believe so. you. Right. 
Um, we did pretty well on our picks. Yeah, and it was really good this this season. So if anyone has the History Channel app or just some way, um, I know like so there's a season on Netflix and some on Hulu of Alone. I just think it's really good reality show. Yeah, and I'm not even like an outdoorsy person. I like the idea of nature. But I, it, I mean, I can't stand it when they kill the cute bunnies and stuff. But other than that, I really like it. Right. It is pretty, pretty good. Um, all right. What else we got on this list? Big Brother we started. Yeah. I'm going to try to get Powell maybe next week. I, need, I haven't had him call in a long time. But if he's watching, you know, get his his hot takes on this. Um, who, are, who are you cheering for at the moment? I don't really have a favorite. Um, I think Bailey is a really sweet person. Right. I don't know about gameplay if she's going to be I like think Dave that. Dave Vaughn will bring her down. To it, be right. I'm not sure if her if she's going to be that interesting to watch, but I like her personality. Probably like she just seems like the most real and relatable person. I bet she also like quote unquote fell in love with Swaggy C. Right. So what and kind I of person not, like, <laughs> can she really be? Maybe she can just see the good in all people maybe and he was like a nanny for rich white kids anyway um i do like her personality i think you know cody's a a big contender to win right i think cody's the favorite to win for sure um and then tyler if he can he's also up there keep his um gameplay in line he could do well but i don't know none of them really i'm going for ian of course right ian's always been your favorite i think of all Favorite of player of all time. Uh, well, Doctor Will was my favorite player of all time from season two, and then also season seven All Stars. And he started Chill Town with Mike Boogie, and he's the one they bring on every season to talk to the finalists or the jury about why would you like like he's so good at strategy that he is like a guest host for one segment every year, right? Like that's how awesome Doctor Will was, and he was awesome because he would tell people to their face like, "Well, this week we're gonna turn our back on you," and like like he was just real upfront and but like would laugh about it and then do it. And like, so no one just knew how to read him. He was great. Um, but Ian came in as an autistic nerdy kid who had no fucking shot in the world, but we got the live streams that season and we just, me and Powell would watch it and he would just be rattling. He was a super, like the biggest big brother super fan ever. So we're like, oh, we're going to cheer for this one, this guy. And then he pulled off crazy gameplay moves in his season. And then he put out some of the best players of all time that were brought back on his season. And then he said, get to step into Mike Boogie, which was the funniest shit in the world. And I was like, I will love him forever. He's always my favorite. So anyway. I also want to shout out Christmas because we didn't really get to see much of her before. I didn't like her. Yeah, her first time. And she's been pretty fun. Like, she's very go with the flow and doesn't really seem to be about any drama. She seems to be, like, making friends. I don't know. I think Christmas has been fun to watch. Enzo's entertaining. But I yeah, they're good friends. It seems right. I didn't. I didn't like Enzo his first season when he was in the brigade. Uh, I liked the rest of them. I remember being like, "Why is he in it?" But he's been pretty entertaining this season. So anyway, if y'all don't know, Big Brother is the best. Comes on three times a week on CBS, and uh, it's a dedication. There's an all star season this year. It, it's great. it takes some dedication, but it's it's fun. Yeah, especially yeah. when there's no other really reality show or anything that we care about. Right. Exactly. Um, all right, what else we watched? Um, I watched and finished season two of The Alienist. You did, very quickly, and it was you're kind of bummed. There were only eight episodes, which seems like yeah. a weird number to me. I mean, it's common, actually, but it is for a premium television show. I kept whatever. expecting there to be more coming out, and I kept checking for like a week, and I was like, no, I guess it's done. Didn't quite 
live up to season one, but I still enjoyed it. I would I would watch more. Right. Um, I've been rewatching Penny Dreadful, which we haven't really talked about much on this because it's been forever since we watched it. Right. We may have mentioned it before. I maybe, but yeah, not often. I love Eva Green. I think she's great. Right. And it has a a really good cast. Josh Hartnett's in it. The guy who plays Frankenstein's cool. If you like dark gothic stuff, definitely watch. Guy who plays Frankenstein's monster is really good actor. Yeah, he's he's. It seems, if I remember correctly, mm -hmm, he's definitely one of your favorite characters. Uh, But yeah, Penny Dreadful is uh, more or less an amalgamation of all the that sort of era: the Frankenstein vampire. Yeah, you have a Dorian Dorian Gray. Gray, You have Doctor. That whole like, I don't know, medieval after medieval times, but that English. 17, 1800s literature shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's like the dark romantic period. It's 1800s. But it's ba- the name is based on, uh, they used to sell these shitty stories in these collections called Penny Dreadfuls. You pay a penny or something, and then they were like, they would also put on, per- they would put on productions, and you would pay a penny to go to see oh, the Penny that, Dreadful. I think it was one of the two. Um, so anyway, they, uh, Eva Green's character, I believe, is named Penny Dreadful in this, though, right? No, her name is. Um, oh. Oh. In my mind, I call her Penny Dreadful. No. If, why did you say something? I could, Vanessa Ives. Mm. Her name is Vanessa. Well, I call her Penny Dreadful. Well, so. like season one, there's like <laughs> a a dark... Basically, Lucifer is after... Someone's kind of corny, by the way. I'm not going to fully support all of it. I, it's like 80% good in my book, but there's 20% that's a little corn and camp. As a, as a gothic literature lover, I think it's great. Um, I've also been watching a little bit of that 70s show in the background. We finished Alone. There's the video game show that you've been watching. Uh, yeah, I finished it, actually. it's uh, There's just like a six-episode thing on Netflix. I think it's called High Score. And it's like six random <clears throat> video game stories. Like, in the 80s, Miss Pac-Man was invented by... And it's like the whole story about Miss Pac-Man happened, but it's simultaneously it tells like another video game story. Really good if you're into video games, I think. Uh, I was really into it. And we started the first episode of Perry Mason, so we're going to watch that throughout, I guess, September. Yep, Perry Mason will be on the list. It's like they're, we've watched a little more Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. The, the latest one, just let everyone know where we're at, we watched Rick Lantis. We're on season three. <clears throat> yeah, it was episode seven. I believe it was Rick Lantis. It was so good. Like The whole time I was like, this is easily the best episode. And I think it's also because everyone hopped up Pickle Rick, and we finally got through that one, and it's okay. I don't quite understand everyone loves it. This Rick Lantis shit is great. It's like the perfect political satire. It's like the Ricks are white people and Mortys are minorities. And it's like, oh, it's just perfect. I'm like, holy fuck, how they pull us off this fucking cartoon? And there's like a mil- like millions of Ricks and Mortys. And uh, anyway, it's really good. And after watching it, I'm like, I understand everyone's mad at Dan Harmon for the raping the baby <clears throat> shitty Daryl thing he did um but i really like rick and morty these days and i wish i wasn't so late to the party but it is yeah what it is. we definitely took our sweet time getting there but sometimes you just got to come to stuff on your own terms right and there's plenty of stuff i have skipped because i'm like well i would love to watch it when there's a few seasons and then i forget what they are and then i just hope someday they come to a streaming device and i'm like perfect um, I've, I also want to rewatch Succession on HBO. Yeah, it's wonderful. That's another one I've really I just, been thinking about. We need about. more time. Yeah, we need once m- probably once winter time like hits and no one's really doing anything anymore, we'll get in there and watch it. Yeah. 
fall, so, fall, winter. Lots of TV shows need to watch. And I've lately wanted to watch more movies because I've been listening to that podcast, The Connect, where they talk about movies. I'm like, yeah, some movies are really good, but I just never – it's so hard to choose a movie to watch for me. I don't know why. And it's then, all a timing thing. Right. Anyway. Well, uh, one – a couple of movies that I did finally watch on Disney, I watched the live-action Disney movie, which is really – or um, Lion King movie. <laughs> I was like, what? The Disney Lion King live gotcha. action. Yeah, so I haven't seen it, but it was good, you said? I really liked it. And then I also watched Beyonce's Black is King, and it was really good, too. Is it How much is it like Lemonade? It's, it was free with the Disney subscription. No, like her last album, Lemonade. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Was it like that? Yes, it's like a big musical, music video right. number. I see. Um different songs i don't know if i'm sure there will be a cd that you can buy or download um but yeah it was very artistic visual um dance and costumes or regalia i'm not sure what the right terminology is um it was beautiful it was i i just had it on in the background while i was working so it was kind of just like a cd playing right well, that's cool. But I watched it and it was good. Um, and then I just watched a bunch of other classic Disney movies. And then last night, no, no, Friday night, I watched You've Got Mail, which is one of my favorites. Yeah, I did see you watch that. I remember when I went and saw You Got Mail. And <clears throat> I would have to look it up to make sure I'm actually accurate on this, but this is how my memory goes. I went to the movies a lot with my friend Jonathan because his parents were kind of rich at the time. And uh, so, yeah, we just go to Wichita Falls every weekend and go to the mall. And I, I want to say his mom and sister went and saw Stepmother. Stepmom. Or Stepmom. It's like the creepy one. I know like a lot of people have talked oh, about it, no, but I've never seen it. It's not creepy. If it's the one with Julia Roberts. Oh, I thought this one was kind of creepy. But anyway, I thought it was one where like the mom was kind of mean. Like, anyway. Well, Susan Sarandon's character might be considered mean, but I didn't think so. Either way, that was the movie they went and saw. And the only other movie that was playing... Um, was You Got Mel that me and Jonathan hadn't already seen in the theaters. So me and him went and saw You Got Mel as like two 13-year-olds or however old we are when that movie comes out. I also saw it in theaters. And I remember being like, this is fine, but this is like some shit my mom would watch on TV. Like, (laughs) this isn't what I go to movie theaters for as a 12-year-old or, again, whatever age I was. I remember just having that thought of like, fuck that. (laughs) But we watched it all. I also went and saw it in theaters with probably my mom. And I remember having to sit on the front row because it was packed. And that's probably the only time I ever watched a movie on the front row. Yeah, the the last time I watched a movie on the front row um, was when I saw Transformers with Rusty and Stillwater. And it was I was like, I will never do this again. Yeah, it's awful. I will never. Like, if I, I would just walk in and go walk out and demand my money or something. Like, yeah. And Transformers was, like, moving so fast. I was like, ah, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I've been close a few more times, but never, like, on the very front. And that was pretty bad. But, yeah, lots of movies in the background while I'm working on stuff. So, haven't read as much, but I've seen a lot of Disney animated stuff. <laughs> right. I was trying to see what else opened with You Got Mail, but it's really hard to look that up that quickly. Um. So, no. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. to tell me. But Stepmom is a good one. I also saw it in theaters. I thought it came out around Christmas time. Maybe. I don't fucking know. Um, I don't know anything anymore. 
Uh, you got anything else we've watched or done that we need to mention? Not really. Um, just our dog has been a pill lately. Yeah, she's gotten fungal infections and had to get all this medicine and shit. It's been too hot to take her anywhere, so she's gotten cabin fever a little. Right, she gets pissed off, but then she doesn't even want to go anywhere when you ask her. Because <laughs> she loves being home so much now. So just, I missed seeing her the last uh, three days I had to work. Yeah. So I got used to being with her, her at the house all the time. And it's been like over 100 degrees the last few days. So we're ready for that to break. Apparently our cold front's coming eventually. Sweater weather and spooky season are like my favorite time of the year. So I just prefer not to sweat. Like it's not that I love the cold. Like a lot of people are like, ooh, I love putting on the sweater. And I'm like, I just love not to sweat when I go outside. So whatever temperature that is, is cool with me. <laughs> Hate it. Yep. Pretty quiet around here. Yep. All right. Well, um, I guess that's all we got then. Thanks for sticking around this long. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Peace. <laughs>